Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the so we are live so uh, the beginning of the nfl podcast you can listen to who the hell are we? Why the hell should you listen to us? But it's been a crazy week. I haven't even tallied uh, our college. I was doing as far as college is concerned. Now, every single week, I'm getting a little complacent because every single week we have been profitable. So we were profitable last week. And we got 37 wins. Versus 25 losses, which equals profit. <laughs> I'll do the math as we go along here. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, get the hell out of that room. So we have somebody who's a lot tougher, a lot smarter than I am. I remember she showed a video of her just firing, you know, <laughs> just firing uh, a pass on a line in for like 50 yards at high velocity, high velocity. And uh, she can throw a softball. She was pitching up to 90 miles an hour. But that means this, that if me and her are hanging out and I piss her off, bam, she will <laughs> knock me out. <laughs> That's why I say she is a lot tougher than I am, even though I got guns better than some of these receivers coming. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> like, come on, man. You can curl with me. <laughs> so we have the finest specimen in the sports betting industry. Gorgeous Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing great. Um, you know, it's Friday, Friday the 13th. Get to go out and celebrate my birthday more. What more could All I want? Right. Birthday week. Happy birthday. Thank you. Right, right on. Birthday week. <laughs> it's a good one so far. So, as we celebrate your birthday week, there's some games Friday night that uh, we'll get into. The Pac-12, we do well with the Pac-12, don't we? Yeah. So you start thinking about the Pac-12 um, Friday night. So as you're partying, you maybe can look up at a screen or whatever and make money. Yes. yes. <laughs> make it a profitable Saturday night. Right. So to that end, uh, what's the game we got Friday night? That's going to be uh, Stanford versus Colorado. Oh, wait a second. I messed it up. Hold on. Hold on. As you see in the background, I try to get us in the background of the screen, but I messed up with the sound. So I'll stop with the experimentation. All right. Go ahead. 
Stanford versus Colorado. Stanford, Cardinal versus Colorado. Stanford really, really sucked this year. Their offensive line looks okay, but they have a competitive advantage as Colorado beat up Coach Prime. Coach Prime time. His team is beat up. He's beat up his team because he's a he's a brand new coach. All right. So what happens with brand new coaches is that they beat up their teams. Yeah, I know he coached at Jackson State, but he hasn't coached at this level. He had a clear advantage at Jackson State, but he does not have a clear advantage in the Pac-12 with Stanford. So Stanford's going to hang in. We're getting points, right? So we're getting a Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Inflated line. A Coach Prime inflated line. And this is not a political show, right? So we're not going to sit there and talk about Hamas, as you will see in the background, people talking about Hamas. Uh, we're not going to talk about the speakership, the Republicans, the Democrats. So all of the information that we have, even though it's a wealth manager, I have to pay attention to all those things because that affects people's money. But, however, uh, everything we talk about is related to the, the betting line right and how to make money off these games so african-americans for whatever reason and i, I mean 40 percent of my dna is from the congo right so it's not like i am being racist but african-american people and i used to uh have these discussions with my friends about michael jackson right michael jackson was a pedophile and he still supported Michael Jackson, and you know, all for Michael Jackson. I'm like, the man's a pedophile. Da, 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 how can you support him? So it's it's the same thing, you know. It was first with OJ, blind allegiance. So that blind allegiance for us, we can make money off of it. Now you can disagree with us, and you're probably right. I'm not going to argue with it, but from a betting standpoint, the money's green, and. Uh, Stanford, this game should be minus nine, right? So we're at the point, and Melissa, uh, who knows, right? I got to do more investigation on Melissa. She, she's either a, a genius <laughs> <laughs> or I'm getting hustled. No, I'm not getting hustled. But <laughs> it's like the, the, the one girl, and I say hustling because, you know, I'll tell the story later. But uh, mm. I told, I shared this story with Melissa. Yes, you yes, you did. <laughs> Uh, you know, I have a really good friend and a friend that I dated for a while. Then we ended up living together. We did it smart. After we finished dating is when we started living together. <laughs> we got all that out of our system and then we started living together and sharing bills and stuff. Real good friend up until this day. Uh, probably I've known a lot of random people who do not like sports. Or listening to the podcast from you know old friends, new friends, you know who listen. So so it's always interesting. So she has listened to the podcast. She might listen to the podcast. So she remembers. Long story short, she hustled fifteen hundred bucks from Jamaicans because she knew pool much more than she's letting on. So either this is a super genius or she's picking up <laughs> sports betting. At a breakneck speed, but it makes sense, right? She used to watch football with her family for yep. that. 
for years as a little girl, and she was a high-level competitive athlete. So people yep. who play softball in Southern California up to the age she did at 14, that's high-level because in Southern California, kids can play the whole year round. They make some great mm -hmm. athletes. At 14. Oh, so yes. And if you can throw anything 90 miles an hour, that's high-level. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... This line should be in, she'll start doing this. You make up your own line when you watch or watch teams. And then you see it's in play next week. This line should be Stanford, should be Colorado minus nine below the key number of 10. This is 12 and a half. And, you know, second rule of betting, and we'll have a podcast. We'll go thoroughly through all the rules of betting. But the second rule of betting is always do your research. You never bet blindly. And Melissa doing her research found out, uh, what did you find out about Stanford, uh, Melissa? Um, uh, Stanford, they will one, they're rested heading into this game. Um, Big team, it's huge. What else? Uh, they played three straight home games before having the week off last week. So yeah, they're they're not going to be exhausted. They're they're going to be well rested going into this. And uh, Stanford's defense has held its other three opponents to thirty points or less. Um, what else? Yeah, so I think that's the key right there. Yeah, uh, the, the line should be nine because Stanford is rested. Yeah, the other part of it is. Since Stanford sucks so much, and their coach Taylor is from Sacramento State, he knows how to uh, win with with less, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how to do more with less. So he's scheming and game planning, right, for a couple of weeks to Stanford. So it's, this should be a close for uh, against Colorado. So this should mm -hmm. be a close game. Coach Taylor is an offensive coach, so. I'm going to buy the half point and I'm going to go Stanford plus 12 and a half over 58. What do you think? Melissa? Yeah, I, I think that sounds great. Uh, another key point is that Colorado played back-to-back -back games against top 10 opponents. So they're going to be very tired. So I think Stanford is definitely going to have the upper hand on this. Big time. They're going to be a tired, beat up football team. Yep. <laughs> rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna get, what we're gonna do is we're gonna focus on the two conferences we watch the most, we know the most about, we like doing research. So what's the next game we're gonna look at? Uh, Texas A&M versus Tennessee. Tennessee, uh, Dumbo Fisher, right? He's not Dumbo. He's won a national championship. He makes nine million dollars a year. We're just like calling him Dumbo Fisher because it's fun. <laughs> Good old Dumbo Fisher going against fat ass Coach Hype. And he reminds me a lot of Lincoln and Riley. He comes from that system. They have splash plays. They win big time regular season games and then they lose bowl games. This is going to be a tough. This is going to be uh, Coach DJ Jerkin. And it's very interesting staff that that coach Dumbo Fisher has. So we look at corporate governance because what I do for a living is wealth management. And in wealth management, you have 
two big philosophies that, that you used to invest in stocks, right? Fundamental analysis versus technical analysis. We'll get into that podcast. Um, then Melissa is going to write and produce for us a little bit on you know the nuts and bolts of everything that has to do with our sports betting philosophy. And you can come up mm-hmm. with your own. You can use ours as a basis and see why we're so success, successful, if I can say it, and why we're making so much money. To that end, you look at who's running the team, corporate governance. That's what we have. We have for studying the picture, a good old coach, fat ass Sam Pittman, coach of the Arkansas Hogs, right? <laughs> you know, pork is bad for you, it's fatty meat. That's all they have. <laughs> Hogs. So, anyways, thanks to saying that their offensive coordinator is uh, Petrino, right? So, Petrino coached in Arkansas. He was making $5 million a year. She, she was not as good-looking, as attractive, as gorgeous Melissa. But she was <laughs> a gorgeous, blonde secretary he had that he was cheating with. So, again, this is not a religious podcast where we talk about religion on this podcast or we don't judge people on this podcast. Right. You no, know, You point a finger at somebody, five fingers are coming back. Judge not lest you be judged, right? So we don't try. Yep. We can't, you know, we cannot make a differentiation, right? That people have to do when they're dating between red flag and deal breaker. <laughs> what's a red flag and what's a deal breaker, right? So I I was listening to some girl the other day talking to my wife, and she's like, Well, he, you know, he was only in a in a burglary ring, he didn't kill anyone. So <laughs> burglary was his what <laughs> murder is a deal breaker to give you an extreme example. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know what we're talking about. So Petrino mm-hmm. drive cheating with the secretary, he drives his motorcycle into a tree. And you know, that's how he got found out, and that's how he lost a five. Uh, million dollar job. So you got to know that some people are very intelligent in one thing and just retarded in other things. He's a great offensive coordinator. He's a horrible driver of a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> and then the defensive coordinator for a coach, Dumbo Fisher. So you got to wonder about Dumbo Fisher as you keep thinking about it. But the man thinking $9 million a year, he did win a national championship. So he Defensive coordinator is DJ Durkin. He got fired as a head coach in Maryland because he got three players killed with his conditioning program. And it's great to condition people. You need to be in shape to play football, but you can't get people killed. How's he free, Melissa? Uh, beats me. He has money. And if I killed three people. Because of my negligence and I'm supposed to be an expert in working out as a head coach, I would be in jail. And they would not let me do that anymore. And that's the thing. If I did that, if I started a gym and I worked out three people and they got killed, they would strip my license away as a wealth manager, even though one thing does not have to do with the other. Right? So you got Dumbo Fisher. And I got to think of many different nicknames. Because he had 
Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston raped a girl in college. He was a shoplifter. Never got in trouble for it because in the South, as long as you can win a national championship, you can commit all the crimes you want. As long as you're winning. Katrina wasn't winning a national title in Arkansas, so he got popped. So that's what you're dealing with, Texas A&M. Texas A&M should win this game. But there's a lot of dysfunction there, and we talk a lot about it. And we'll do that on the podcast, how you don't put hard-earned money on people because there's two types, right? And let me know what you think, Melissa. There's people who have a lot of dirt, you know, a lot of dysfunction, but you would never know. I've mm-hmm. been to, like, wedding parties, and I've been to reunions, and the family is so nice. Everybody in the family is nice. Everybody will take the shirt off their back to help you. They start, they invited you and they take the pictures and everybody looks so beautiful in the pictures. They all drive nice cars. It was a big house. They were generous. They all uh, texted you a hundred times to make sure you got home safely. (laughs) Right. And then like the matriarch dies and then like you find out some stuff here later. Has that ever happened to you? Um. Maybe, maybe in friendship or in a relationship. Um, yeah. They hit yeah. Things. Well, yeah, they hit things. And then later on, you found out. And you're like, oh, I never would have thought. Actually, yes, that has happened with me um, when my first baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> His family was so nice. And then, you know, I'm still finding out things to this day. I'm still finding out <laughs> dirt. And, I mean, it's it's incredible, and I love it. <laughs> hey, no, it happens. It happens to all of us. It happened to me. Yep. It, yep. The beautiful family. Then, then, you know, they're like, hey, hey I'm going to subpoena you so you can testify, blah, blah. And you hear stuff, and I'm like, whoa, I never would have imagined looking at the you know, the wedding pictures and the, uh, the anniversary pictures and all that and the parties mm-hmm. and stuff that this was going down. But then you have people like Texas A&M and Dumbo Fisher who are doing so many things that it gets out into the public. That <laughs> You look up at public records and you, you know, whoa, oh my, you know, and, and literally no, people are calling you, telling you the craziness. Those yep. people, you do not you cannot predict their behavior. You can't put hard-earned money on them. They're too dysfunctional, too unpredictable, right? You gave them the recipe for Thanksgiving dinner. You bought them the, the honey-baked ham. You told them that you just had to glaze it once, 10 minutes before they left. You can't put money that honey-baked ham is going to make you Thanksgiving dinner, right? Because... <laughs> You're dealing with a dysfunctional family member, in my case. So that's Texas A&M. You know, perfect example last week against Alabama. They had that game won. They lose it with what? With all this resources, $9 million a year, blah, blah, blah. And they lose it with a blocked field goal. That should never happen. You should never have a blocked field goal. But I digress. So you can't pick them against Tennessee, even though they should win. Uh, What you can pick in this... This game is going to be under the 55, right? Because DJ Jerkins, a great defensive coordinator, uh, Alabama's hanging their hat on that. And then Hinden Hooker. Hinden Hooker, the uh, quarterback, 
for uh, Tennessee. He's a thrower, not a passer. There's a difference between a thrower and a passer. And I'll have that film for college next week. It's going to be even more important because now college is going to shift, the NFL shifting, where the lines are going to be tighter and games are going to be decided by one play. Last night, it's a 61-yard field goal. <laughs> made the difference in the spread, which um, is becoming a trend, right? Melissa winning and, and Josh losing. But <laughs> that's why she's on the podcast. Is she smarter and tougher than we are? <laughs> Damn straight. I'm just kidding. It's going to be under 55. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Um, USC versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame fighting Irish against Tennessee. Uh, Coach Marcus Freeman against Coach Lincoln Riley. Again, uh, Corporate governance. Both coaches, even though they're driving Porsches uh, in big games, I've made a lot of money betting against them, right? Uh, Lincoln Riley last week against Arizona. He created profit for us. And then that Ohio State game, he stayed away from it because of Marcus Freeman. And in the biggest play of the game, he only had 10 players on the field. Lincoln Riley does not win big games, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Defensive coordinator Notre Dame is coach Al Gold, who, God bless him, he can get jobs because he reported uh, the molestation and sexual abuse at Penn State. You know, and as we get into mental, because, and we'll have that on that podcast that um, Melissa was talking about, uh, that we're going to go through the A through Z, the philosophy, mm -hmm. the wise foundational concepts, the math on our betting formula, our betting process, uh, which is dynamic too. But you know, one of the reasons you never parlay, right, which is rule number three or four, is the mental health aspect of it. You've won four games on a Saturday or Sunday or five games. At a Saturday. And then we'll talk about arbitrage too, why you bet 10 or more games. Why would we give you 10 or more picks? And it's because the mental health aspect of it. And I've been there, right? Uh, even one, one of the, the big guys that we're uh, talking about on Twitter, his partner in his podcast, he sits down in a basement with a bottle of whiskey or tequila watching mm -hmm. the games. <laughs> you get text from him with some information. That's about it. It isn't, you know, text with smiling emojis. <laughs> like Melissa sent me a Texas money and blows, yeah, I beat you again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right? So, you know, it's all in good fun, man. We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> win four and you're sweating bullets on the fifth game instead of enjoying the first four wins, having a massive amount of profit, right? You're sweating that fifth game, which we're talking with crazy people who have serious mental health problems. And you're putting a parlay on this situation? No. Craziness. So both these teams, uh, Marcus, you know, Al Golden, he's traumatized. Traumatized. Defense coordinator for Notre Dame. So uh, Lincoln Riley has lost. He's 1-4 in bowl games. I think he's 0-3 and 0-4 in the playoffs. So when good coaches scheme against him, they beat him, right? So Al Golden, Marcus Freeman, whole Notre Dame 
mafia, for lack of a better word, syndicate group of people, old school guys in the background that are analysts and know a lot of football. They've all been scheming against USC for a year. So that's why I like him on the money line. And since it's been scheming for scheming against him for a year, and Marcus Freeman is a defensive guy. He's supposed to be a defensive guy. He hasn't been a defensive guy for long. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Melissa's the better uh, arbiter than I would be. But Marcus <laughs> Freeman, really in shape, good-looking guy. He's a great recruiter. He hasn't done a lot of defensive coordinating. He was a defensive coordinator for Finkel. You know, Finkel's a defensive guy. And then at Notre Dame for one year, suddenly he's the head coach because he's he going to recruit. Right, good looking, in shape guy. Uh, but he's a defensive guy. Al Golden is a defensive guy. So I like this duo under. And the way you beat the air raid, we got inside on the air raid with Ratzlaff, Ben, we did podcast with his offensive coordinator, Kitty. Is that Kitty? He's the offensive coordinator, I believe, either at West Virginia or Texas Tech right now. Regardless, they're friends with Lincoln Riley, who's relevant to this USC coach, and Clinsbury, who's the head coach at Arizona. So in the air raid, and then we'll go uh, the other next week. We'll do the passer versus thrower. The week after that, we'll show the air raid. So in the air raid, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, perfect example of the air raid. They read the defense independent of each other, and if it's man, you go straight up the field. If it's zone, you go across. So the way you beat it is by having three down linemen rushing and then playing eight with zone. That's what Al Golden's specialist is. So for that and many other reasons, we're going Notre Dame fighting Irish on the money line under 61. What do you think, Melissa? I think that sounds fantastic. Um, I, I feel like Notre Dame has the upper hand in this game. And it's at Notre Dame. Yep, and that's another. Yep. You know, the music and the pageantry. It's always a fun game. This is a very traditional game. Uh, this is a highly bet game. A lot of people are going to bet this game just because it's a traditional game. And remember, the money's just a screen on the other games that we're going to look at, all right, as the Notre Dame USC game or the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the most overhyped game. <laughs> All right. Right. Or bet the Super Bowl. And these games are just as green. The money's just as green. That's why you bet equal amounts on each game. Because you know what? As smart as Melissa is, as smart, you know, as hardworking as I am, <laughs> we don't have crystal balls. <laughs> and we're not true. Psychic. This is so you true. Bet equal amounts on each game and you don't do parlays. All right. What's the next game we're gonna look at? Uh, Oregon Ducks versus the Washington Huskies. So this is going to be a hyped game, right? Uh, most likely uh, two of the better teams in the Pac-12. Uh, two of the better teams in the Pac-12. Even though this game uh, is not as traditional as the USC-Notre Dame game, from a viewer standpoint, it's probably going to be a better game than that game. Uh, it's going to be a lot more scoring. Uh, there's going to be a lot more hitting going on in that game. Uh, 
the reason I like the Washington Huskies is because Coach DeVore said he was going to dedicate his life to this game. So what I want to talk about, you know, there's no arguing to what game is the coach obsessed with. And we talk about this a lot because we make a lot of money off of it. If you can figure out what obsessions coaches have right against the other group. One interesting one with Sam Pittman that we'll get to when we get to that game was that Sam Pittman married the wife. It's kind of crazy. Married the wife, one of the his fellow assistant coaches, but he was his fellow assistant coach. So they were both married, and he ends up divorcing his wife and marrying his colleague's wife. So <laughs> when they play each other, Melissa, would these guys be obsessed and trying to beat each other? Since, that, since all that went down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like this is idle gossip or whatever. We're figuring out who's obsessed with who. And these are, these guys are making millions of dollars, and they're good at what they do. So if they're obsessed all summer over something, right, we make money betting on it, and we're ahead. So it's not the house's money. It's Melissa and I's money. Okay. <laughs> so for that reason, the man says, you know, and, and, and these guys, and especially DeVore, if you look at him on the sideline, He's a very introverted guy, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like me who's extroverted. I'll talk to anybody, you know, make friends with people, get to know. That, 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 he's not like that. He's like, you know, and it's the same, you know, that, both personalities are like equal, right, in the world. Mine's that way. His is that way. So for him to just rambly, randomly say that in an interview, means that he's just obsessed with this <laughs> and, and if i can have a beer with him or call him alone i'll be like coach the board what happened what somebody in oregon did what to you? <laughs> right <laughs> you're obsessed with these people so i like that washington huskies for that reason uh minus 160 under 67. that's a lot of points for a mm-hmm. game that's probably going to decide the big uh, the pac 12 the big 12. The, both these teams are going to the big 10 next year uh, but for a game that people are obsessed with each other about, they're scheming against each other. And um, Melissa and her research advised me to kind of cement it this point even more that Oregon, this is the best defense Oregon's had in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then, then you have um, the Huskies. They're the top offensive team right. this year. So – it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a battle. battle yeah, it's be um, <laughs> people see in the background. I have two TVs, and you see Sammy Pittman on a computer. Uh, <laughs> I have an iPad, <laughs> so I can probably watch four games at the same time. Yep. So if that one's on same time as USC game, we'll be able to watch both games. But if I only had one TV and it was Notre Dame, USC, or Washington, Oregon, even though USC and Notre Dame is a more traditional game, I would watch the Oregon-Washington game. It's yeah. going to be a very, very good football game. There's going to be bloodshed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. You know, you get to the parking lot. You know, that's the thing about going to games now. You got to mm-hmm. watch out for the guns. You, you see that going in the clubs. Watch out for the gun. They ain't got to watch out. People are trying to sucker punch you and fight you. I know. 
My fighting game over. Intense, you know, I just do the exercise so I don't have a heart attack. <laughs> but I have to have the jump rope out there. I have to have the bike and make sure I do cardio. So I do go in the game. I can fight for the two, three minutes. <laughs> so I can get out of that place a lot. Really, you just have to hit somebody with one get shot. Really, yeah. I should just take Melissa with me because she'll one she just <laughs> <laughs> probably take three punches for her to take three people out. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next game we're gonna look at? Um, Arkansas. Arkansas Razorbacks. We're looking at Coach Pittman back there. Uh, look how concerned he looks. You know. Oh, yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he did last week where he covered for us, but he knows he's not going to win. It seems like the jig is up. He's one of those guys. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Long-term thinking is higher-level thinking. He started off like game busters, right, like a sales guy would. Uh, but from a business standpoint, long-term, things have not worked out for him. And in a style that he tried in, in the SEC with a big offensive line, he always has 15 scholarship players on the offensive line. And with a running back and quarterback like Alabama's doing, he just didn't have enough on defense. Even though he's had some good guys in the NFL get on defense, he's a great recruiter. He's a, you know, G-Chucks, oh, gosh darn type of guy. Uh, you know, that Southern flavor. Let me see if you can hear some of the Southern flavor here. Yeah, you talked a little bit about just the pressure with Alabama. They have 22 sacks this season. Uh, I was wondering if you could comment a little bit what you see on Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell. You know, those guys have six and a half, four and a half sacks each, and just the pressure that they bring. And what you guys got to do to stop that? Well, I think, you know, we have to win something down. You know, we're going to have to have a way to move the pocket. We're going to have to have a way to. All right, so that's enough of the, <laughs> the fake Southern charm, right? Just Captain Obvious. Oh, yeah. well, G-Chucks, how gosh darn. You know. <laughs> so it catches up with you, right? Because it's fake stuff. It isn't like our podcast. We have substance. And we mm -hmm. have immediate, tangible results. Not only in the short term, but in the midterm, in the long term. And in, in the podcast that Melissa's putting together, we're going to give you fun, foundational concepts that not only can you use sports betting, but you can use to invest in stocks, uh, know whether to buy a house, how to evaluate a business. And I even say, decide if you're gonna, not necessarily if something's a deal breaker, but you can decide whether something's a uh, red flag with a potential spouse, right? Yep. Getting the credit for it. <laughs> Getting, getting the background check to see what's right. You know, the, the, the movie that kind of illustrates, oh, I married an axe murderer, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, salesmen think short-term, businesswomen and men think long-term. The jig is up into Arkansas. So they're going to be desperate in this game. They're not going to get blown out because, like, we saw with fat ass Andy Reid last night. <laughs> he just wants to get by. He doesn't want to blow people out. He just he wants to keep things in his back pocket for the Auburn game later. Andy Reid's for the playoffs, and against better teams. 
for Nick Satan at Alabama from the Bill Belichick, Nick Satan, Mafia football family. They're just going to run it. They have basically a quarterback, a running back, and play defense, which means to us, not idle football gossip or idle football blah, blah, blah. It's information to put money in our pockets. We can pay bills. It's Arkansas plus 20 because it's hard with that style to beat somebody by three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And KK Chesterton, and what, what, I mean, these rigid thinking, right? And you're not going to argue with him because Nick Satan has won seven national titles. Bill Belichick has won seven Super Bowls. has been in three others. And Pete Carroll has won three national titles. And won a Super Bowl and has been another Super Bowl. That's a lot of titles. And all three defenses do not account for the quarterback. And K.J. Jefferson is a really good quarterback for fat-ass Sammy Pittman. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make some money with the Arkansas Razorbacks plus those 20 points. Because as good as they are, they do not account for the quarterback over there. They don't feel they can beat, beat them in a game. And we don't care about beating or who's going to be who. We care about covering the spread so we cash the ticket and the money's green. You like that, Melissa? Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Yes. You're going to make money off of it. <laughs> That's yes. The best part. <laughs> oh, yes. Always the best part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next game we're going to look at? Oregon State. The Oregon State Beavers. Man, did we make money off Oregon State football. We did last week. We went on Jesse's show. We showed him about Oregon State football, how to pick Oregon State football games uh, against uh, Chip Kelly, who this year's running the ball, running the ball a lot. Again, another you're talking about another guy who's married to the game of football. He even admits it. He's married to the game of football. Chip uh, Kelly is an old, fat gay man who's never been married, doesn't even have furniture in his house. All he does is watch film. Literally, he has seven, I think seven, 70-ish TVs in his house and no wow. furniture, just chairs to watch film. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's like, a, a, I think it's a $4 million house in West Hollywood, of course. So, uh, Oregon, it's going to be a crazy Pac-12 game, something like a division game in the NFL. Oregon State's going to win on the money line. It's going to be under 54 for those reasons. Chip Kelly's going to have to figure out with all the film he watched how to keep Oregon State's offense under control. UCLA breaking in Dante Moore, first-year quarterback. They want to keep the score down. So we're going to make some money at each game individually. Oregon State minus 175 on the money line, under 54. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Washington State. Washington State. They lost a heartbreaker to UCLA last week. Game they should have won. They let it slip away. Uh, yep. This week, Arizona did the same thing against USC. Uh, so this is going to be the heartbreak hotel game. Uh, it's in Pullman. Arizona's going to be beat up. So look at Wazoo as they calm down here. Minus the seven. It's going to be under 58 points because Coach Dyker is a really good defensive coordinator coach and did a really good job against uh, UCLA last week. 
should have won that game. So it's going to be under the 58. And they're bringing in Deloria. And basically, Deloria, probably wrong. It's probably a whacked out conspiracy theory in my head. But it's made me money. So as long as it's consistently making me money, I'm going to stick to it. Uh, Deloria seems like he's fixing games for the cartel, right? Josh, you're being racist. Me being racist? Um, When you bailed out more Mexicans than I have out of jail, (laughs) (laughs) then you can call me a racist against Mexicans. At that point, you can't. Not at this point. But that's what Deloria, the impression that I get. And I've invested on that and made money off. So as long as it's making money, it's making sense, right? Melissa. Right. What's the next game going to be? That's absolutely right. Um, Lower the Gators. <laughs> there you go. That's Melissa's Southern accent. Great. Yep. It's great. <laughs> beat the Florida Gators. No, great. The beat. The Florida Gators have a lot of great Florida Gator fans. Friends that I went to high school with and later on in life. Uh, and not because of that. It's because they really need this game. Both teams are going to play hard. But it's almost like return to the mean. We'll do that in the podcast as well. That Melissa setting up. Foundational of the wise. Uh, that we come up with our picks and why we're so successful consistently year after year. And we make quite a bit of money betting on games. Uh, the, the Gators have to play better than what they did at Kentucky. So I like the plus three. I like the end of 40. Again, style of play. Billy Napier. And Billy Napier is making a mistake. We don't care. He's not paying me to be a consultant. But we're doing it for betting purposes as we move along. The mistake he's doing is he, he's putting a round peg in a square hole. Florida, because the heat and the humidity is hard for those offensive linemen to gain weight. But he wants to run the ball. He wants to pound it. Big offensive lineman. Well, they're losing weight at 100% humidity, 100% weight. They can't get back. It's tough to play that style. But he's not paying me as a consultant. But we'll look at that moving forward. So I like Florida plus three. He needs to get his team some confidence because they're about to play Georgia. That's going to be nasty. It's going to be under the 50 points because of style. Style makes fights. That's right. <laughs> Getting that southern accent down. All right, we'll do the last game in southern. Last SEC game. Which last SEC game we're gonna do, Melissa? Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats. I have fun minus, with southern minus, accents. I love them. <laughs> minus. That's what it's saying. Minus one thirty. Uh, they really got embarrassed playing Georgia last week, I thought everybody thought they were going to yep. a better showing because of uh, the style of play, right? They're supposed to be able to run the ball and play decent defense. But Georgia, but Georgia being Georgia, Georgia's an elite team, elite talent, elite recruiting. Uh, they were yeah. able to run out. So you can't judge them too much. But they still have that false hope in them, right? <laughs> Using a southern term, yeah. they got that false hope in them right now. Mm-hmm. They're five and one. 
they're playing Missouri. Missouri's coming almost like the Jets, like when the Jets were seven and three last year. Uh, you knew they were a fake team. We got by on smoke and mirrors and luck and playing this dysfunctional teams. They're more dysfunctional than they are. So that's why they're five and one. Uh, the must mm-hmm. came off the hot dog last week, or the mask came off last week. <laughs> Even that people, yeah, what happened, right? Where uh, <laughs> they're nice and da da da, and then situation happens, and maybe you're not involved at all, but then you know, like driving back home or just analyze the situation. Oh, the real them came out, <laughs> their darkness came out, <laughs> the mask is finally off, real them, right. That's why it's always, if you want a long-term situation to happen. And actually, mm-hmm. we'll have you break that down in the NFL pocket. Because I'm hearing all these new terms, and I'm old, and I don't get out, you know? Uh, I'm like, oh, what does this mean, right? So maybe on the podcast, you and Scott can break down before we get into the game what a situation ship yep. is. <laughs> what is a situation ship? Well, anyways. Uh, any long-term thing, especially if you want a high level, unless you're really good, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's better to be authentic, right? Especially with dealing with intelligent people. It's always important to be have authenticity because, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> because when the mask is off, right, then all bets are off. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, the situation will completely change and it's over. It's ghosty. Right. <laughs> right? Am I right about that, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that's all the game thing. I feel really excited about all the games that you know some people do this and they shouldn't because it's illogical but it makes some money whenever we have a week like last week where we were profitable six and five we go ahead and they pound all our picks we bet because they know we've always had such a high percentage right <laughs> and try to pound other, i wouldn't advise that but uh we might have a return to the mean and go 11 and 0 like we did the first week melissa Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, final words as we get into it. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good lineup. I, I feel good about what we have, you know, chosen. Especially that Kentucky game. I didn't realize how badly they were beaten last week. Um, so yeah, it feels good going into what is this week seven for college? Yeah, it's week seven for college. Yeah, week seven. Um, I'm excited fine. for football. I'm excited for NFL as always. <laughs> You're doing so good. Let's get, let's get. <laughs> I know. Let's keep that percentage up. Right, right. <laughs> keep on winning. And keep the bankroll up. That's what's important. Yes. So you can make a deduction right. when you need to. <laughs> yes. Take care of business and pay for stuff. So that's the, that's the whole <laughs> point. In our system. Right. That's the bottom line. Right, right. But just the way we are, just the way we we're, and I hate the word just. I hate it because it minimizes things, and I hate that. But the way we are, what we believe in, what our values are, 
we go the route of the business route. It's not religion or philanthropy that when you give one, right? The law of reciprocity. When you give one, you get 10 back. That's why we're not charging you. Scott made a point of it. Uh, I used to say it. I'm going to re- reiterate and get back into it. Uh, we don't charge $300 a month for subscription for picks. We give you the picks. And we give you the yes. picks at a higher percentage of what the value of those $300 are. And we copy Winston Churchill is now, you know, World War Three starting. So back in World War Two, <laughs> uh, Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the SBC Podcast Network. I'm the best there is.